As insurance agents, we only have so much time in the day to pre-qualify business. And in the current Florida property insurance market, this is consuming more and more of our time. Today, we're going to talk to Trace Meek, who has a simple solution to that problem. My name is Trace Sinclair, licensed insurance agent and owner of Wells Insurance Agency in McClinney, Florida. One of the first lessons I learned in my insurance career is that it's important to maintain strong relationships with both clients and fellow insurance professionals. By staying in touch with people in our industry, we get to understand the victories and the challenges others are going through. Sometimes we've got to be willing to abandon our comfort zones behind screens and go out into the real world and make these connections. That's our purpose here at Insurance on Location. Thank you for joining us on today's program of the Insurance on Location podcast. We are a really a group that's dedicated to insurance professionals here in Florida. Uh, we want to encourage you to visit some of the in-person events that are held throughout the state uh, throughout the year. We uh, have a calendar on our website, insuranceonlocation.com. We've partnered with some groups like FAIA, IANF to start to put their uh, events on our calendar. So you have one calendar that's got all of the events. You can register right from the uh, website. Just, you know, overall, we want to encourage you to get involved. Um, that's the best way that we can grow as an industry together. But getting back to the uh, topic of today's discussion, we're, we're talking about um, helping the underwriting process of uh, property insurance in Florida, it's obviously taking a considerable amount of time in our offices throughout the, the state. And uh, one of the issues is trying to find some eligibility for, uh, you know, a, a home that may not check all of the boxes. And uh, with us to talk about this is Trace Meek, the founder of Fetch, uh, whose tagline is Underwriting Made Easy. Trace, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Trey, for having me on. Yeah. So, Trace, talk a little bit about uh, what Fetch is and how does it help uh, the underwriting process? How does it uh, make underwriting easy? Sure. Uh, the short and simple version is it has filters that help you filter down your carriers to see who will write the risk. And these filters include things like the dwelling A type, the county it's in, and roof type, roof age, electrical panel wiring, uh, you know, the, the old trampoline and water slide. So by you're able to select those filters and it'll tell you which of your carriers will write the risk. It's that simple. I, uh, I have to confess, I am a fetch user and one of the most recent examples I can give uh, to the listeners about what Fetch is, what it does, I get a call from another insurance agent about four o'clock on a Friday. We've got an older home that, again, it's not going to fit all of the carriers. It's, it, it's, you know, got some older plumbing, you know, things like that. And just to be able to go in, uh, you know, put in the address and just 
start to filter out all of those boxes, you know, this was one of those cases where it was clear I was probably going to have to uh, chat with underwriting, but rather than you know, just start down an A to Z list of carriers, I was able to narrow down who was most likely going to be a good fit for this risk and just focus on that, you know, handful of carriers. And, you know, it ended up writing the business, but the uh, amount of time I saved was uh, precious. I mean, we're talking hours of work that it would have taken me to pull all of the individual uh, guidelines. And that was something else I wanted to ask you. So um, for someone who's never used Fetch, you know, you talked about the drop-down menu and and selecting boxes, uh, but talk a little bit about the guidelines. How How does that work? So let's go back real quick, Trey. I just want to ask you a quick question. Sure. So how long did it take you to do the search and fetch? Uh, probably about one minute. And that's... That's right. That was, you know, typing in the address. You don't have to fill out the name. You don't have to fill out um, date of birth, social security. You know, I, I use a comparative rater in my office and to just to put in the amount of information in a comparative rater to start um, getting quotes. Because some comparative raters will, you know, they don't do a great job with it, but some of them do some filtering of the companies. But just to get to that level, it takes a lot of time. And that's always been the mission of Fetch, is that we want it to be fast. We want you to be able to like even when you type the address in, it starts to do the Google find of the address. Mm-hmm. So it, it you don't even have to finish typing it. Like these carriers out there, they still make you put the city and the state and the zip all in different boxes. And it just takes a lot of time for us as an agent. So the least amount of inputting of data was part of our mission. Yeah, I, I think maybe, and this is just kind of uh, an industry-wide issue is the producers, the agents, they want to get a number as quickly as possible because they want to be able to start uh, working backwards. So let's get a rough number and then work backwards and and fill out the information. And um, I think Fetch works in in a really good way because it eliminates the carriers that are never going to be um, a viable place for you to put that risk. And I don't know how many times I filled out an entire application worth of data and got to the very end and, oh, we're, we're, uh, not writing, you know, roofs this age, or we're not writing in this protection class. And, um, there's probably a good number of people that say, well, yeah, you should just, you know, you're the agent, you should memorize this stuff. Well, this stuff changes constantly. And if you're working mm-hmm. in multiple zip codes, which I would assume most people in Florida are, you know, they're not just selling to people that live, you know, in a five mile radius of their office. Um, you know, in a given week, I'll see coastal properties, um, homes that are 100 years old. I'll see um, cloth wiring i'll see um you know uh copper piping 
I'll see protection class 10, you know, all in the same week. And, um, you know, you show me somebody that has every guideline for every carrier memorized. Um, it just, it doesn't happen. So, uh, that reminds me of something funny. Uh, we all know who Albert Einstein is. Uh, one of his favorite quotes is never memorize what you can look up. <laughs> and so <laughs> if one of the smartest people we know, he wouldn't have memorized these guidelines, he would have figured something out. So, um, and that's what I, I try to tell people is why memorize it? Why try to frustrate yourself with it? Because what happens is we have uh, as producers, when we go to write a risk and the carrier denies it three years ago, we remember that, but it's hard for us to keep up with their changes. And just for example, in Fetch, we've made over 144 changes in just the past 30 days for all our carriers. So wow. things are changing so much. You know, I'll have clients who use the system call up and here's an example. A lady called me up and said, Trace, um, I chose trampoline and this carrier, let's just uh, keep it to XYZ care. So, XYZ carrier said they don't write homes with trampolines. And I said, well, let, let me check. So I called underwriting. I looked at the guideline, looked at the manual, called the marketing rep just to confirm that they will write the risk with the trampoline. Comes to find out the carrier misunderstood what the agent asked and thought, do you insure the trampoline? And no, they exclude liability, but they'll be more than happy to write the risk. Nice. So that that's that's what fetch is about is to get rid of that human error that, that part in the back of our head that may say nope they don't write it or i know on this guideline that i printed out from a year ago says no right I, yeah I, i've run into that exact scenario where i had a guideline actually I, probably we both did the same thing there was probably a time when you also filled out some Excel spreadsheet, you know, match the rows, figured out, you know, what the general guidelines are, or you would get the, uh, you know, underwriting quick guide that the marketing rep sends out, you know, change things that need to be changed. So I was keeping one of those and I, I think it was about six pages is what the, uh, if, if you printed it out, how big it would be. And it was constantly being updated. And you know, it was so it was a full time job just to keep up with the underwriting changes. And I remember I wrote a piece of business that um, it was, according to my guideline, correct. But the uh, the company had changed its guidelines and I didn't get a copy of it. It just quietly kind of uh, changed its guidelines and was no longer eligible. So as an agent, obviously, that makes me look bad. Um, and I've, I just spent all of this time and effort and energy into creating something that ultimately ended up failing me. Um, but with this, I don't really have to worry about that because, and I've checked on them before too. It, when guidelines change, I don't know how quickly you guys update it, but it seems to be pretty, pretty quick. I, I don't know if there's a set number of days turnaround or if it's instant or, but I, I've noticed carrier guidelines that changed that when I went in and looked at Fetch, it, it had already updated that. Yeah, we do that pretty quick. The moment we get that guideline from the carrier, we see that they update it. Uh, we review it uh, 
see what changes have been made. That's another funny thing the carriers do. They send you a whole new one, but they don't highlight any changes on the document. You know, they just expect you to try to figure it out. So we go through each of our filters and make sure that nothing's changed or what has changed. And we pretty much update that on the fly. So, yeah. So some of the categories that I've, I've found most useful, um, is the breed of dog. Um, that seems to be one that uh, has changed a little bit. Um, the, uh, the other thing is the electrical <clears throat> because in Florida, there's been a lot of non-renewals, a lot of older homes that have had, you know, a carrier for 10 plus years. And now all of a sudden they're, they're back in the marketplace and they haven't had any updates. And, um, obviously, you know, if you have older, anything in a home right now, it's hard to find a market, but, um, you can quickly narrow it down to, you know, just what the, uh, just what the carriers have in their appetite and their guidelines. So, yeah. And we like to look at our system. So like someone who has an Excel spreadsheet or, um, a three ring binder, we, we look at that as like a one dimensional search, right? So you're going to go look for the county and the dwelling value maybe and see which one will hit. Then you'll go look for the pit bull, right? And go, okay, this one, okay, this one can ride a pit bull, this one can ride a pit bull. This one. Then you're like, oh yeah, it's got a trampoline. So then you got to go back and look at all those points, right? Even on an Excel spreadsheet, it kind of works that way. Mm-hmm. What we did is we created a three dimensional search. So you can search on all those filters at the same time, and it's going to run a cross-reference to every piece of data we have in the system. So you can say yes to the trampoline, but no to the pit bull. That carrier is going to get kicked out. And and to us, mm-hmm. that that is really the engine of this system in the back end is so vast. It's like hundreds of Excel spreadsheets, in essence, just to look at the data points. And each page represents a different filter. Because in some count, some carriers, in the county, they will define a roof age and a dwelling age differently in Miami-Dade than they will in Hillsborough County. And, and, and those are different points that just, it, it makes it so vast that we've looked, we mathematically calculated how many possible scenarios Fetch can pull out. And it's over three trillion possible scenarios. So trying to memorize that is, is to me virtually impossible. Yeah. So I wanted to create this. Yeah. So how how did you come about creating this? Because um, you are in the insurance space. We we didn't really touch on that, but you you are an insurance agent as well, correct? Yes, I'm an agency owner. Okay. So this was one of the frustrations in my office was trying to keep up with this data. And, and about ten years ago, I think the seed got planted for Fetch. Um, I had an agent, and I'm sure this, I had a producer, and I'm sure this has happened to people out there, where you get a risk come in the door, you lose it, and you find out they went to the same carrier you're appointed with, right? They went to another agent down the road and wrote it with that carrier. My agent told me they're not open in that zip code. And I said, yeah, but they just wrote it. She goes, well, they didn't do it right. Well, I went back to the carrier and looked through all the bulletins, and sure enough, two months ago, they reopened that zip code. That, that is such a frustrating thing. And I was like, there's got to be a better way to do this. Um, 
So about three years ago, I was walking along uh, in the grass and there was a pipe in the ground and I didn't notice it. And I stepped on it and rolled my left foot and broke my fifth metatarsal. Um, and I was actually at an event uh, with a friend of mine who happens to be an orthopedic surgeon. And he sat me down and you know, he starts pushing on it and twisting it. And of course, I'm in extreme pain. He goes, Trace, you're not going to be walking on this. And I said, well, what about tomorrow? And he says, no, you're not going to be walking on this foot for a while. You broke it. It's going to take months to heal. So the next day, I'm laying on the couch and I yell to my wife, you know, hey, can you get me a beer? She goes, what do you mean a beer? I said, I need something. I I just want a beer. And she goes, it's 9 a.m. I said, I know, but I don't know what I'm going to do with myself laid up with my foot all the time. She goes, was there anything you wanted to do uh, that you haven't really had time to that, you know, slow your day down and, and try to figure out? And I said, well, I'm frustrated in my office that every day they're shouting over cubicles or down the hall, who will ride a pit bull? And they'll go, this carrier and then they go well no they won't because they're closed in that county and it's just back and forth and i see them sit there with these three ring binders open for hours on end trying to write a risk and i said there's got to be a better way and so that's when fetch was born so trace uh, if i I tried to ask my wife if i tried to ask my wife for a beer at nine o'clock in the morning i think my wife Uh would turn into a pit bull i I, there i wouldn't be worried about underwriting guidelines that would that would be the least of my worries but um. i think it was a little more that i was in a lot of pain and my foot's (laughs) up and i'm on the couch i i think if you normally ask someone it might you might have some other issues but i think that was me looking for some medication for my foot (laughs) so but yeah so i called up a buddy of mine uh that he ends up now being my CTO. His name's Josh, and he has really, truly built the engine, uh, the design for what I want here. And uh, we kind of came together, and he's like, Trace, we can throw this together. It, it doesn't seem that complicated at all. Well, sure enough, it's taken us probably about two years to really perfect it. And, and a lot of that is is the carriers have what we call the gray area. Are you all familiar with this? They'll say, yes. We might write it, but it has to have this or do this, right? So like, oh, we'll write with farm animals as long as it's not a hooved animal and less than five chickens, right? So we're, we're trying to fix that in the industry and make it to where the agent can easily underwrite that risk and get those two or three carriers that they know they want to write with and then go, okay, now I'm going to send them off and get them quoted because we're really proactive, not reactive. And that's where the Raider uh, causes some problems, like you said earlier, is that you go and quote it and you get these great quotes and then you find out, oh, well, they're not going to write it because it has, you know, uh, I don't know, a pit bull of diving board, trampoline, whatever. So it, it, it's to try to create that uh, simple search easy, fast, get it done. I mean, I have agents that call and say, I save them five to 10 hours a week just with this. And I said, wouldn't it be fun to waste time doing something fun, (laughs) right? I mean, if you had an extra five hours and you had to do something, wouldn't you rather do it golfing or fishing or going to the beach, in my opinion? Well, you know, like in my example, that, that Friday phone call, that was the difference between me going home and having dinner with my kids or staying at the office, you know, working on a quote that I really didn't know whether it was going to close or not. 
and, you know, deciding, do I go home to my family or do I stay and work on this one case that may or may not be uh, a winnable uh, deal? So, I mean, I, I, not to kind of put a human element on it, but I mean, that that let me go home and enjoy time with my family. So. And that's and that is extremely important for sure. And I'll tell you, we had a, a carrier a marketing rep call me up the other day and say, hey, Trace, you guys are doing awesome over there at your agency. We don't have any issues with the policies you submit to us. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, some people are submitting things that don't fit into our guidelines. I said, that's because we use fetch. If it doesn't fit in fetch, we're not submitting it to you to even try to write it. And he goes, that's really interesting. Tell me more about it. So I'm having these carriers now that are starting to really get involved. They want to see and help manage the data, right? So we're, we're, we're growing this organically and, and having these carriers on board and want to be excited about it because I think they know it's going to help them. I mean, who really likes to pick up the phone and call underwriting, especially if you got to do it 10 or 12 times, right, for that one risk? during the day it's just it's too much for me and and some of these underwriters sometimes take 45 minutes to get through yeah and and that's, I, that's I, not I, my time i want to waste I, I also feel like every time you call an underwriter you seed a little bit of your reputation because you don't want to be the agent that calls on every deal you know they you know, they have a small world just like insurance agents do or inside of agency offices and they talk to each other. So if you're the if you're the agent that is calling constantly on deals, they know who you are. And if all you send them is problem deals, you know, that gets filed away. It's not like they it's not like they don't know. Oh, they know. They know who they, they know. know which agents are sending them the flaky stuff. So and so it causes issues, you right. know, and you don't want to lose an appointment with the carrier because you're sending them bad stuff. Yeah, I, the carrier relationships are, are really, really important. And, uh, you know, you don't want to send slop down the pipeline because it, it will catch up to you. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about the guidelines, though. Um, sure. So. I'm again, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to shame carriers on this podcast, but there are carriers that make it incredibly difficult to find their guidelines, to find their manuals, to find their, you know, quick reference guides. I don't understand why. I mean, I, I, I would assume there is no rule about making a quick reference guide. Um, but every carrier does it. So I would assume the only reason to do it is to get that in your agent's hands so they can quickly, you know, disseminate what you want, what you're, what you don't want. But, um, I've actually tried to go onto the carrier website, log in, get the reference guide, give up and just say, I don't have time for this and go to fetch and pull up the carrier guideline because that was the easier route for me to take. Um, and, uh, I really appreciate it. I, I don't think it was always there. What wasn't this uh, a feature that was added later on or uh, cause you're, I feel like the, the website is still constantly being, um, improved upon like added, added to, is that something that was there from the start or did you add that? 
No, it, it, everything is always growing, right? We get a lot of great feedback from agents that really say, hey, can we make it do this? And, and I'm, always, I'm always open to new ideas. And so one, some agents had reached out to me and said, hey, can we have like a library of the guidelines so we don't actually have to run the search first in case I want to look up something obscure? I said, sure, we'll look into it. So we built a guidelines library that now it's literally having that three ring binder in your pocket, right? So you can pull up your phone, log into fetch, you can choose the carrier, open up the guidelines and all the guidelines are PDF searchable, right? So you can search for that particular word inside the document. And to me, that's just another, another way. And like you said, it's frustrating to go find the guidelines in all the different carriers. Like I have, I've had to build out for my team where to go find each guideline in each carrier. Because it, it's always in a different place. Yeah, it's it's and, ridiculous. And, and you know, the, to the carriers that put all of their – well, excuse me. To the carriers that don't even put their endorsements and forms on their website, shame on you. <laughs> because I, I just don't understand how you want people to sell your products and treat you not as a commodity. But then you won't put your language on – the website for agents to review and be able to to compare and and uh, promote the the fine differences between the carriers um so that's one thing i, I wish would change with carriers but um trace well, I, here's something really interesting track go ahead uh, and, and this is maybe a little hidden secret from the carriers i don't know if they really would want me telling all this but they make a lot of changes before they make it on the guideline right so like with all that's going on right now in florida sometimes they have to make a quick change to like okay we're going to make the year built be instead of we don't care what year the home's built we're going to make it 20 years or newer now but they have to submit to somebody over there to redesign their guidelines so they're going to go ahead and make the change but they might not show it on the guidelines for a couple of weeks because it takes like an act of Congress to change things at these carriers level, right? Because they make the change, they submit it to somebody, then somebody's got to review it. Someone has misspelling or, oh, no, it, it needs to be this sort of verbiage. And then finally, by the time you get the guideline, it could be a couple of weeks later. Wow. So what we're doing is we're taking these these carriers and they're just making the changes in fetch, knowing at least somebody out there you know, it's going to use fetch before they even look at the guideline. Yeah. And if they're, if they're making the change to reduce exposure in some area, you do not want to submit the business, you know, with that exposure on there, even if it's, you know, in your binding authority, because they're going to look for a reason to get off of that risk. When they look at that four point inspection, when they look at the roof verification, when they look at um, the exterior photos, it's just going to, it's going to be one of the things that they use to say, you know, we're going to we're going to look at this stain on the sidewalk a little bit differently or this crack in the in the stairs, you know, a little bit more unfavorably. That is correct. That's for sure. And and it's funny uh, you were talking earlier about your frustration that the guidelines are all different places and. I agree that that's a frustration. And, but what I've learned through Fetch and, and talking to all these carriers is they don't see that, right? We're an agent that writes with 20 or 30 carriers. They manage one. So 
when they know where the guideline is for their carrier, it's because there's that's the only one they need to know about. So they're like, yeah, of course you want to hit uh, the toolbox, then go down to manuals, then click that, then choose the HO3 uh, QRG, done, right? So it's easy for them to remember, but not for us. And, and again, that's, that's something that, that I wanted Fetch to be is that catch-all for everything. And, and there's a part uh, two uh, you haven't mentioned yet, Trey, but I wanted to bring up before the end of this call is we have the bulletins area now. I don't know if you've seen that. No, what we're doing what is, is we're is collecting that? the bulletins from all the carriers during the week, right? So, you know, they send out those changes in email or on their website. Well, we're copying all that and creating a bulletins location now. And then at the end of every week on Friday around, I think it's either 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. it goes out, it'll send you all the updates of your appointed carriers and what bulletins they've sent out this week. Oh, so if uh, actually I was just going to the website to to get an example. So I'm I'm not going to mention the the carrier's name, but um, if they uh, if they no longer offer ordinance and law coverage or zero percent ordinance and law coverage, that would be one example of a bulletin. That's nice to know. I mean that yeah. that uh you know those those little wrinkles, the little changes that happened throughout the week because that's not it has nothing to do with eligibility it's not going to pop up in the comparative radar um and they may not send i don't know maybe they send an email out or maybe they don't but it is nice to know um well and what i'm trying to do is trying to, to aggregate the data in one location for the agents to look it up because it, i have so many agents that love this feature because they're like trace i get emails throughout the whole week or all month of different things like uh, when we just had that hurricane off the coast or tropical storm how many emails did we get from the carriers i mean we, we must have gotten one from every carrier saying that you can't write we, we're pretty good at knowing that i think <laughs> but it just it just junks up our email right. right it gets lost and so this is a way to kind of aggregate it put it in one location so we can all see the information well, we've been talking to Trace Meek. Um, Trace, I, I think this is a valuable product or I wouldn't be using it. But, um, you know, this is not a paid promotion or anything. I, I honestly just thought you'd be an interesting person to uh, talk to, especially considering with how volatile the Florida insurance property market was. But prior to hitting the record button, uh, we were having a little chat and there could be some future um, improvements to fetch even beyond just Florida homeowners insurance. Is that safe to say? That's correct. I, I have agents that have heard me either on a podcast or have learned from another agent, right? A friend of theirs mm -hmm. uh, wanting fetch in another location. So I'm currently working in Texas, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. I have agents in those locations that send me the guidelines. So if anyone out there doesn't see a guideline or wants to add it to their state, you just email me the guidelines and my team will work on getting that uploaded and ready to go for your state. What, what email do they use for that? Yeah, so they could just email. Well, it's, it's, the best email is just email me, uh, trace, T-R-A-C-E, at fetch uw.com that's f-e-t-c-h-u-w.com and i'll get it to the right person i also uh, before we end the show i, I want to uh, thank trace personally uh 
I saw Trace at the FAI convention in Orlando, and um, when I pulled up to his booth, I had a stroller with my two daughters in it. Um, they're one and a half and um, and uh, four, and they had just been in a three-hour car ride, not feeling the convention. And uh, Trace gave him some uh, tchotchkes from the the fetch booth, and that kind of <laughs> brightened brightened up their their day a little bit. So uh, Trace, I appreciate that. And I also want to yeah. say this: I think I gave him tennis balls and stickers. There I think you go. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and honestly, give them free stuff, and they think that's the coolest. Um, <laughs> but I also want to uh, also thank Trace. I had sent a request in. Um, when I was using the product and said, you know, what would really be great is let's add the, you know, protection class and, and uh, age of the HVAC, because that seems to be a, a pain point here in my office because I work with a lot of different protection class and uh, a lot of carriers have really tightened up on HVACs. And two days later, I see Trace and he said, hey, guess what? We, we uh, put it on the website. Now, I like to think that it was my email that <laughs> uh, got that done, but uh, I think it's really just working with a company that um, understands the independent insurance agent channel who cares about, um, you know, the product that they're working on. It's not just a cash grab. It's, it's actually something that helps our industry helps our uh, agency channel and uh, I'm a big believer that we should uh, promote and support the products that um, are going to perpetuate the agency channel so that's just my little two cents but uh, Trace I really appreciate you being on the program yeah. um, I, I enjoy talking can with I, you can I, can I put in a shameless quick little plug yeah of course that's what we're if about if you here. sign up you get a seven day <laughs> trial so anybody can try it up for free for seven days and then it's a month-to-month payment of $47 a month. So, again, it's it, it's really inexpensive, um, and I want you all to go out and try it. And I know as an agent, I hate those, you know, two-, three-year contracts you get locked into. Nope, we're, we're easy going. Sign up, try it out for free, and if you like it, put your credit card in, and it's 47 bucks a month. All right. Well, Trace, it's it's been a pleasure speaking with you, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. And don't forget, uh, if you are a insurance industry professional in Florida, we want to see you in person. Uh, there are many different industry events. We're going to keep them on the calendar, uh, insuranceonlocation.com. Please check out the calendar. We would love to see you. If you see me at one of the events, come say hi, um, you know, because getting to know people in our industry is what this is all about. So Trace, thanks again for your time. Thank you, Trey. Have a great day. All right. You too.